Welcome to Maker Mixtapes. I'm Tom Watley, and in this episode, we're talking about art, the business of beer, and blending the two together. This podcast is all about having conversations and learning from people who are building cool things. And not much gets cooler than House of Cans, a retail beer shop based in King's Cross, London, who partner with talented artists and illustrators to feature on their can labels. Here, I talk with Simon Brown, one of the co-founders of House of Cans, to learn about the value of strong networks, how to bring a new spin to an old business model, and not just surviving during the pandemic, but thriving despite them. If you're interested in the business of beer or how to add a unique flair to traditional business models, this one is definitely for you. Let's get to it. Enjoy. Simon, thanks for having me and um, yeah, for joining me on this podcast. I think the best place to start is what are we drinking? Well, Churlish, not to start with a beer or a, a, a thought, just to lubricate the conversation. Literally, you've just seen it delivered off the cold chain truck from our friends at Jolly Good Beer. You've got a Cloudwater Pale Ale, combines US and New Zealand hops. Delicious. Well, wow. your your excellent health. Yes. Cheers. Thank chin chin. Oh, that's that's delicious. Do you know what? I love what Cloudwater puts out. Unfortunately, I'm a fan of their BrewDog collaboration. Whenever I pop to Tesco, you're shaking your head at you me. Do, no, you don't need to apologize. <laughs> so I thought a good place to start would be the House of Cans journey and your involvement with it. So how did you get here and uh, why was House of Cans started in the first place? My journey here started physically a little bit after the fact House of Cans was launched by some friends of mine in October 2018 so we're just short of two years old at this point uh, we opened with the or they opened with the launch of the Cold Drops Yard development in King's Cross we are a group of friends that go back a few years from different backgrounds we've always talked we had always talked about uh, working together at some point and doing something with booze be it a pub or or whatever it was just a question of what that looked like i was involved in a separate enterprise at the time so the guys went ahead and entirely conceived of as i mentioned to you before we came on air i can take no credit for the uh, the original concept my role is to drive the business forward we'll get into what the business is i'm sure shortly it was guys from different backgrounds coming together to do something with beer but that drew on i guess the strengths of each so there's there's accounting and there's retail and there's fashion and there's design and there's marketing uh, and there's hospitality. And these are all capabilities that you and the uh, Correct. Two co-founders yeah, have. Yeah, it's like a meet, meeting of minds, if you will. And we needed an, a USP, hence arriving at a focus on a particular format of delivery, i.e. cans, and incorporating a specific design element and a, and a, a kind of an exclusive element. element so uh, working on one-off projects with individual designers of different types on rotating collaborations both in-house and with third parties to have some fun with what is very much already and was already a huge part of can drinks presentation in respect of the designs that adorn them and, and, and cans provide a, an excellent canvas for that yeah and they they look beautiful and you kind of hold away somewhere in king's cross the new cold drops development as you call it just now my first question in your business model, I guess, is why did you decide to go brick and mortar instead of, say, e-commerce or perhaps some other kind of digital channel, shall we say? Um, 
good question. I mean, I think the visual and sort of sensory aspect of the product, I, th I think, some might disagree, but I think I think probably works in a physical capacity. There's there's also, yeah, I, I think I mean we'll get onto it when we talk about why we don't, I guess, use e-commerce as much. But just from a just from a, a product pricing and just just having a having a having a presence in 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 a, in a new part of town was really appealing and of a scale and in company that that we wanted to be with which is to say a, a blend of destination businesses with a similarly individual approach i guess as someone who's lived in the area i know how hustling and bustling this place gets during the summer and I've seen a lot of content on social media from other people who have either stumbled upon it or they seem to be advocates already. How many people do you find stumble upon this just by walking versus say finding your content on Instagram? Yeah, a number, um, a number. I think it's, it's, it's really interesting. So I think that um, for all of the retailers who took an educated punt on Cold Drops Yard, I think it's probably had a slower burn than they would have hoped certainly that they were tentatively promised by landlords who are doubtless inclined to encourage people to to move in i have to say for our part the arrangement in terms of the terms in which we moved in from a rental point of view it was a, it was a very appealing deal they were they were they were looking to appeal to i guess new businesses and young businesses and slightly less commercial businesses to make the place more of a destination that just took a little bit longer and it continues to take time to properly put itself on the map I think the time in which it at which it opened, I think there was a lot of economic and consumer uncertainty. So I think I think there's definitely an element of caution that that, that consumers were exercising at the time. So it took a little bit longer from that point of view. I think it is, despite its proximity to two very major railway stations, it still requires one to make a specific effort to get here so it's given people a reason and i think also people that know london and knew what king's cross was are still trying to compute king's cross as a destination retail and food and drink area as opposed to the greatest will in the world what it used to be yeah. which is which is pretty much a no-go area unless you were lots of prostitutes in this area I yeah and, cl and clubs and yeah all sorts of stuff yeah. um so it's 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 probably undergone a transformation and I think I think just it's taken it's been more of an organic process, it's taken a little bit of time. But pleased to say that, that it's that it's it's particularly as luck would have it uh, in the last few months really sort of sort of built up some momentum looking around you collaborate with some popular breweries and some very talented artists and illustrators how do you go about facilitating those collaborations and bringing you know the art and the beer aspect together in this way it start the first collaboration we did we drew on acquaintances basically people we knew or people that the guys knew in the industry we're part owned by a gentleman who uh, heads up a design agency does lots of work with websites and, and clothing brands and um, we've got a, we've basically got a good line in to a creative group of people basically so we drew on we drew on existing contacts to for the for the first collaboration and it made sense again this was before my time but before I came on board officially but it made sense I can quite see to leverage the most local brewery to the shop which is two tribes up in King's Cross. So that was that was how it came together, basically. There was a, an artist called Chris Martin who the guys approached to produce some designs for for a can and uh, two tribes to provide the beer. And that's that, that was how it started. From there, it's really been my, my job to 
continue to drive those those collaborations. The second, again, was with a was with somebody who already knew, who's a typographer, does some amazing work with some very well known authors, and it also meant that we could evolve the type of art that we used on the can. We we tapped into another. London Brewery, just because it felt like the right thing to be doing, to be keeping it relatively local, and uh, that's how that came together. Since then, it's kind of been a question of chance meetings. As we've become more established, artists approaching us, either mainly via Instagram or email. There's very few people who make visual art that wouldn't like to see their art on a beer can. So it's quite easy, actually, and we can be quite selective in terms of the from from the point of view of the the can art we can be quite selective in respect of what we do i'm very keen and have been today i've made a point of kind of evolving the type of art that we feature on the in-house collaborations as i say we've we've had a how would you describe that tom chris's work sort of that sort of it, it, it reminds me of car, sort of cartoon type a mixture between I'm, I'm thinking mine architecture and adventure time the cartoon wow. if you're aware of it with uh, adult themes of course being the fact that they're beer can sure <laughs> it's the only, that's that's the first thing that comes to mind oh well that's a much more uh old description than i could have dreamed of providing but uh <laughs> yeah moving from from that and on to using the typographer we, the, i then met a painter at a gallery opening which i'm not i'm not accustomed to hanging around at gallery openings but uh it was a chance encounter with with a really talented guy just digging into that very quickly what do you think it is about House of Cans that attracts that talent? You know, why do people reach out to you and ask if they can get involved? Do you think? Oh, well, I like to think I like to think it's a brand that they would want their work to be associated with. But as I say, I think there's there's, there's there seems to be a peculiar, or maybe not, but a, a very definite appeal for, as I say, people who produce visual art to see their see their work on a can. It's a thing. It just is. Uh, happily for us. Yeah. <laughs> definitely works for you in terms of the uh, the distribution element. You talked about the fact that, well, your words are you like to think it's a brand that people want to be associated with, and I can see the value of the House of Cans brand uh, from an outside perspective. What was the method in the madness when going about crafting the House of Cans brand? Is there anything in particular you stand for? Or again, was it just bringing all of those elements of talent together from you and the two co-founders to see what happened? There are, th there are three, just to be clear, co-founders. I wouldn't want anybody that listened to this um, to feel feel left out. Apologies. That's, that's <laughs> all right. That's all right. They're, 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 um, they're stealthy in their involvement gotcha. um, for various reasons, and we'll, we'll keep those offline <laughs> for no weird reason, just to, to respect his privacy. So so again, uh, the the brand and the, the the name House of Cans was theirs. It's definitely slightly ironically derivative, in one way, of a brand which may or may not be out there. But more more than that, it it it, it says what we do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the best possible name for any brand with such a focus on one particular format of product, I guess. Tell people what you do. Nice. I mean, that did, I mean, I don't want to wish to imply that I live here <laughs> being a house of cans. I mean, I spend, I spend quite a bit of time here, but, but yeah, it just, it's, just, it's just a brand name that, that they and, and we feel really fits. Look around you. I mean. I mean, the wallpaper is literally cans. I'll get some pictures for social media for anyone who's not aware, but yeah, you, you kind of walk in and it's very clear what you, uh, what you can expect as soon as you walk in. I want to touch upon something you mentioned it was started, the, you know, the partnerships were started by tapping into an existing network, but you mentioned that you've built upon that. Do you have like a, a business development approach beyond just stumbling into art galleries and seeing what happens or 
is it very much something that's grown organically well in, in terms of the i mean yes we do uh i mean there's 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 various ideas and things that we would like to do with house of cans going forward i mean this is just this is a shop window really for the the broader concept and, and we can get on to what some of those ideas are without kind of letting on too much about what we may or may not do in the future but the more you th- the more you think about it there's a lot in respect of the projects that we've talked about to date and the the in-house collaborations it really it's 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 happened quite naturally so the frequency with which we run collabs which is about once every three months means that we can quite easily have one or two projects in reserve the approach is until recently and again we'll get into that but the 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 approach by design relies on volume of beer in order or or of product it it tends to be beer would love to work in other formats just beer tends to be the most accessible as well as the most enjoyable just to be cost effective you buy volume from a brewery it just just in order that it makes it worth everybody's while from a point of view of taking a batch of an existing brew from a a a brewery that we like that we know to produce really great consistent on-point product and then from a packaging point of view believe it or not the labels are what drive the price of a of a can up a lot of the time unless you're talking about a particularly punchy imperial stout or ipa in which case there's gonna or, or, or a triple fruited gozer or something that in, that requires a quite a lot of investment to uh to brew and and, and the, the cost is, is passed on labels can be expensive yeah. so you've got, a, you've got a label machine in the corner of the shop there do you do all of that yourself well, we've got we've got we've we've long since been uh, had the capacity to, to label cans in-house yeah that's just just meant to be designed to, to, to give us a bit more flexibility uh, we've recently inve- invested in big bertha in the corner here that means that we can bring the printing element in-house it, 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 there's there, there are fewer bells and whistles that we can then apply to a label such as a, a finish or whatever but it, it does mean that then we can open ourselves up to the idea of doing smaller runs which the, the there's there's appetite for our new website when it launches which it's due to very shortly features a tool which allows people to upload their can design see their can in 360 yeah potentially to place an order and i guess from a starting from a case of their own beer so that there's there's lots of ways in which people might look to make use of that and i think i think even if they even if they don't put an order in as i said the cachet seemingly or or the 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 appeal of having artwork on a can even just seeing what it would look like will be something in itself and it just you know it just adds a little extra sort of dynamism to the house of cans concept yeah my marketer's brain is uh thinking oh i can hear it whirring yeah the user generated content for social media to the customized products you know it's like the the customized socks where people upload pictures of their dogs and i'm already picturing putting my friends faces on the pack for their birthday so cool there's uh, I can't wait to see that. Are you thinking of expanding e- into e-commerce with that at all? Or yeah, yeah, we, we absolutely are. I mean, we don't we don't make much of online sales at the moment. The reason for that, frankly, I, I mean, the the bricks and and mortar and the physical retail model just works better for us. Particularly in the last in the last few months, I'll get to your actual question in a second. But in the last few months, where breweries have been going direct to consumer at a necessity with pubs having been closed not taking draft they as manufacturers of the product there's just scope for them to sell it at a price that we couldn't begin to compete with or rather we would have to decimate our margins pay for delivery faff about in the background by the time of which you'd just rather not do it Um, and i know for a fact that there's some businesses out there that that work on a model that just don't make any money in fact they lose it not really up for that our shorter term view from a house of cans point of view 
in a retail point of view is is more sites it makes more sense because it's a it's it's it also it's the, the physical sites are, are, are a deliberately very low maintenance operating model you know it's a one person job at any given time barring you know a smash out summer evening but it's you know we're dishing out cans yeah you, unless you get hundreds of web orders in a week then it's quite a lean operation yeah we, do, we don't we don't we, we we make we make our house co labs available on online just so that you know we do and we take a we take a handful of orders there's a little bit of merchandise which we'll be looking at expanding but otherwise we don't really uh, have an online presence um well rather we don't we do have an online presence we just don't sell proactively look to sell a great deal online because there isn't a great deal of money in it for us do you think that the um introduction of the custom labels might change that at all well i mean there's extra incentive for, for interested parties to to get involved because it's you know it's a product that's exclusive to us in in the manifestation that it is it might be an existing beer brewed by our brewery that's available in in their guys but it's um limited edition run of the particularly attractive labels available exclusively through us and for for a lot of people we're finding that you know there's a draw in that less so online because we make less of a fuss of it but we sell most of what we sell is the the beers which are the result of the projects that we've worked on i want to address the elephant in the room at the moment I uh, came to visit you in August when things just opened up in the midst of COVID. And one thing you said is in comparison to last year, you're doing pretty good and you've decided to be bullish. Could you tell me how that's kind of panned out for you and what you mean by bullish? (laughs) Sure. You keep referring back to that figure of speech. Um, It's less that I've decided to be bullish, more that I'm feeling bullish just based on based on how business has been since we reopened. And I think, you know, it's we're very fortunate in terms of the uh, the format that we've chosen to operate in and unfortunately it's it's no doubt come well it hasn't come at the cost of other operators that or, or pubs or whatever it just so happens that unfortunately they were hit they were they were they were hit harder during during the, the the height of the pandemic it just means that people had to adapt the way they sold their product and everything pointed toward small pot small pack beg your pardon i.e cans and bottles mostly cans rather than draft that combined with the fact that type of shop that we are in the category that we fall into we could have we could have stayed open throughout i didn't because it just didn't feel responsible as soon as it didn't feel irresponsible i reopened which was at the end of may and the response has been amazing so i think we made some hay we made some hay initially while there were fewer alternatives for people to shop at but there's been it hasn't abated really business is just better than it was last year year on year and you would you would hope that being our second full calendar year of business you would hope to kind of be experiencing that year-on-year growth, but the level of uncertainty that a global pandemic chucks in—you're never quite sure. So, so my point is, I'll take it, and 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 until such time that I'm made to worry that external constraints are set to kind of impinge on our progress, then I've got no reason to expect it's going to fall fall off. That said, last week was the quietest week we've had in some time, and the first time, as I mentioned when you arrived, the first time since, well, since since July, and only because we were up against a monumental week from the same year last year, same week last year, beg your pardon, that we, we weren't substantially advanced on the same weekly total you know you could feel it you could feel it in the air there was there was there was you know you just had to watch the news there was there was genuine and understandable consumer caution yeah it was just just before the the new restrictions were announced totally yeah there was just there was more than a degree of uncertainty and i think that continues in respect of when and where new restrictions are going to come in that doesn't necessarily equate to poorer business but it it did but that's you know that's you could you could see it coming and you just you know in this in the in the scheme of 
how business had gone from the end of May to, to, to last week, I mean, you just you just accept that that it's uh, that it's bound to happen. But uh, uh, you know, outside of the fact that it's raining hard outside today, and then and then doesn't doesn't really set us up for an amazing day's trade. You, you just you just don't know. I've got you know, I'm I'm last week's last week. Let's see what we get this week. And that's very much my approach. You know, not preempting anything it's just you know one day at a time i think I, I think certainly certainly the type of business that that ours is i think we, we can afford to think in those terms it sounded like you decided to close shop once this whole pandemic kicked off out of feeling that it was the right thing to do a lot of other companies would feel that they should capitalize on as much of that revenue as possible when you say it was it was the right thing to do in terms of you know shutting down why was that it was just cluing into the the atmosphere at the time and what was what was clearly a real national and global concern i you know people were people were closing around us and that wasn't to say that that made me feel what we should that that's what we should do the more it went on and the less people that you saw the more you the, it, it became a real concern that it just might reflect on one's attitude to the whole thing and we actually I, I, I took the decision to to close the day before closing was announced to be essential anyway initially as it turned out businesses that into in, into which category hours would fall were subsequently given uh, a relief but i travel into london from sussex and that just wasn't on frankly to be to be going back and forward so we called it and happily for us it's because of the type of business that it is because it's it's resource wise it's it's small and relatively light touch it was pretty straightforward to ride it out when you factor in actually the very useful help that businesses like us got from the government great to see the fact that the government stepped in and actually did something about it for small businesses yep yeah i mean well i, th I think it was an extraordinary gesture i mean i still worry about where the money's coming from but or, or, or where, where we're going to get it back from but I, I don't want to get into that in this conversation i just i just think that they I, I, i'm actually i was actually impressed by how they responded so Looking to the future then, we've kind of d dug into the slightly uh, morbid reality, but I think there's a lot to be excited about. And I'm wondering, you mentioned a few projects that you're working on. What, do you, what are those projects? What can you share? What are you jazzed about well, what at we'd the moment? What we'd love to do and, 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 and where we started out and, and where we've, we've kind of made minor inroads without making much noise about it, what we really want to do is build build a brand around a house of cans product um now we're not brewers at the moment i mean that's something that we'd love to be able to bring in house somewhere down the line i mean it's phase five or six at this particular point but we we have produced a couple of house of cans own beer with with a couple of breweries that we really like we were kind of scuppered pre-lockdown in, in respect of making any noise around uh, a single hop sabro ipa that we, we produced which i know you enjoyed yourself over yes. over lockdown and then we've since produced a beer with brew by numbers which we've launched under our own banner i love brew by numbers that's so good to hear well yeah we well here yeah, we, we work with them we've worked with them a couple of times now and and i'm not ruling out further engagements just because in respect of what we need and what we find people are really enjoying the producer really which is to say you know at the moment most of the beers that we carry in here are hazy east coast style ipas you know nine out of ten people that come in you know say what do you recommend i'll say what do you like and they say ipa you know, <laughs> it's, it's still it's, it's still the case well no it's not it's just <laughs> you drink what you like man i mean that's that's kind of crucial and it's, it's part of our kind of ethos really but i think i think from a from a value for money from a a, a willingness to work with us and to to produce you know to to, to work with us collaboratively on a on a on a beer that we can we can then kind of take for ourselves and call ours and look to kind of make inroads with there is likely a uh, a partner 
and as good a partner as I say as cost effective a partner as is out there at the moment for that particular style of beer do you plan on distributing that beyond house of cans yeah i.e. the shop that we're well that's in? yeah totally that's that's the plan i mean what, what what we'd like is a is a raft of partners and we haven't had a lot of luck not unlike the the sabra ipa that was scuppered with lockdown we've we've we found an ideal partner to brew house of cans lager and lager is we sell loads of i think people's palates are confused and people just want to go back to something crisp and clean and refreshing and i totally get that i didn't realize how hard brewing lager actually was it's time consuming man yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's um it, it, it's a thing it's it's um not not everybody does it as well as they might and it does take a lot of lot a lot, lot of time and and lagering that's that's the prosy yeah but we'd found a, we'd found a provider and and uh i won't name them they, they they're struggling with um with canning partners and i, I i'm slightly concerned that you know it it, it, it really ought to be a, an easier problem to address than the time lapse suggests so i, I just hope that they're okay with the greatest will in the world so we what what we 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 are looking to to work with a number of different partners that can help us with various different styles that that are willing to let us have that product to sell as ours until such time that we can begin to and we're, we're already talking to them about you know going in and developing recipes with them so it's not just pure and simply lifting someone else's product it's, you're, you're it's, really it's developing our in. own that's yeah that's that's what we'd that's what that's the bigger picture for us and then ideally selling that product into you know really kind of working with the whole kind of concept which is a great product inside great looking packaging into restaurants cafes hotels that have a similar profile and that value similar things. Just before lockdown, I was in conversation with two hotels who'd approached us who were very, very keen to have, have their own kind of exclusive, beautifully designed cans in rather than just anything in their mini bars, in their bars down in the foyer. You know, it's um, th- th- there's quite a lot. There's quite a lot that one one might do, and 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 it's those sorts of ways that we'd look to grow outside of more more stores. To name but to name but one. There's also, you know, there's also third-party collaborations. I mean, we've we've done them on a, a small scale. You know, we've produced cans with uh, Adidas, New Balance very recently. Yeah, it's cool, and you know, just to do that sort of thing, and ju- well, basically to be to be ready and resourced, and have the have the outlet to to support at any time should someone can knock in and and want to, you know, I want 10,000 cans for my 10 officers. You know, that's the more commercial side of House of Cans and it's kind of less appealing to us, but it's real cut your nose off to spite your face if you if you wouldn't entertain it, you know. To di- dissect, you know, everything that we've talked about, it sounds like the existing network and the network that you've built over time has led to not only creating, you know, the beautiful products that surround us, but almost an organic development of a distribution network you mentioned the hotels things like that yeah yeah and, and that's i mean that's really without you know going to market with a product yeah which we're still working on on getting right because you know I, I don't want it to just be anything in a pretty can you know but it's it's tricky because we're not brewers there's a an extra cost that we incur before we can wholesale a product to be able to sell that for a price that you know everybody can make money it's it's slightly more challenging but we don't think it's insurmountable it's just a, it's just a question of pushing on and having the right conversations and building relationships and getting into the 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 habit of, of working with people on on the right sort of product i'm pretty pretty confident that that it has an appeal yeah just need to get cracking before before somebody else kind of you know windmills in and 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 picks up where we uh where we left off it's just been it's it's you know it's a tricky time you know i've i've been reticent initially to pick those conversations back up with these hotels because they're probably just pleased to have people back in their rooms you know and then the frills the frills will come later on so 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 my focus 
has been back here at the shop. Just basically, I mean, none of which is going to make anybody rich in the short term. You know, the one standalone shop in Curl Drops Yard. But, uh, but it's just really just working hard to make sure that more and more people keep coming back, enjoying what we do. Continuously cementing the House of Cans brand. Yeah, and selling yeah. and selling stuff in, in, you know, in, in the unique way that we do with a little bit of extra personality, being a little bit more relaxed about beer than perhaps some are. I mean, all comers are welcome, of course. Goes without saying. Uh, we love all of our customers, and honestly, it w- just some, the most amazing people come through here. It's, it's, it's Although it's you fantastic. weren't happy back in January when I was going through my uh, sober streak and I was drinking the seed lips. <laughs> you were still buying product from me, Tom, and that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, just just because I drink more than I should doesn't mean that uh, everybody else should. Talking about the the product itself and it being beautiful, but beautiful, but also delicious. What are you excited about? You know, getting into the shop and sharing with. Well, customers like us at the moment, is there something that you've, you've tried recently that's blown you away? There's so much good stuff out there, honestly, at the moment. I think that, you know, the, the, the whole kind of East Coast IPA thing doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. Although, although people are starting to kind of diversify, like I say, there's a, there's a much more focus on, on lager and we're selling a lot, lot more lager, but it's hard for me personally to get too excited about that. Um, with the greatest will in the world, there's, there's, there's absolutely a place for it in southern germany and franconia where you're drinking the real stuff you know you I'll, I'll rarely be happier but in terms of product through that we get through this shop i've been particularly impressed by what garage brewing in barcelona have been doing and there's another drop due from them uh, early next month um you know i like to keep keep uh, keep a lid on things but if uh, that's as excited as i get about uh, i'm looking forward to trying it put it put it that way um but and they excel at that style as well as as well as they do they do good they good do good flavored sour beers the, 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 but, but they, they, their style is kind of a, a berliner vice rather than a in your face can of fruit juice sort I, I of sour. I was going to say sours to me are very hit or miss. It's not Usually my style. Miss. No. It's not my style, but it's and, and and as much because it's increasingly less like drinking beer unless unless it's in a particular style of beer that's still discernible as one. But but with those but with with but with equally discernible notes of the flavors that it professes to contain. But yeah, a garage is great track in Manchester and North Brewing in Leeds are about as consistent and as good. Uh, in in terms of that style of beer as, as it gets I, I i think but it's it's an entirely subjective thing there'll yeah. be people that disagree with me but we're here to talk business it's difficult to separate them for me exactly and you know what? i think that's a great place to wrap up it's been a pleasure where can listeners learn more about you uh listeners can learn more about house of cans at houseofcans.co.uk uh we have an instagram profile at house of cans we are on twitter if you want to drop us a message you most certainly can it'll get picked up and we're at 116 Lower Stable Street in Cold Drops Yard which is right behind King's Cross and Pancras it's a great place to come and hang out basically unless unless it's raining like this but there's a really nice vibe I mean we're directly next door to the coolest record shop opposite the best coffee shop it's a really nice place to, to come and spend some time and lots of open space as well which is absolutely crucial and frankly not to drag things on, Tom, but it's uh, you know it, it's 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 it really lends itself to uh, to kind of a not that we're entirely post-COVID yet, but certainly a post-lockdown place to socialise. Really. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. thanks for having me. No, Simon, thank you for joining me. This has been good fun. Pleasure, Cheers. mate. Thanks very much. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Before you dash, just a quick note to share a free ebook we just published called the Content Operations Playbook. 
If you're interested in content marketing and SEO, then this ebook is for you. We lift the hood up on our own editorial and content production processes from hiring writers, creating solid content briefs, polishing content to be the best it can be, and of course, distributing it to actually generate traffic. It's totally free and you can download it over at grizzle.io forward slash content ops. That's www.grizzle.io forward slash content ops. And hey, if you enjoy this podcast, feel free to subscribe. We've got a lot of great conversations lined up with experts in the world of business, marketing, and entrepreneurship coming up. Thanks again.